frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I drink your milkshake. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Cinefleck. I'm your host, Ethan Colburn. Welcome back. Uh, if you're a first-time listener, welcome. I'm really, really excited to share this interview with you. I got to talk with um, Jared Gilman, uh, who is a year younger than me and has already worked with two of my favorite directors of all time, Wes Anderson and Jim Jarmusch. So, um it was an honor to interview him. He's a really cool guy, and we just had a great time talking about this movie. Um, paying John Malkovich is a wild ride. If you have not seen this movie, I mean, I know I, 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 I know that some people watch or, or, or some people listen to the podcast without seeing the movie. This is a movie that I definitely recommend you see before you listen to the podcast because it's uh it's absolutely insane um but uh it's on netflix so it shouldn't be too too hard for you to find hopefully you get the chance to do that uh yeah it was it was an absolute honor to honor to interview him and just uh thank you to you guys all for listening and making this happen because i wouldn't have done it without my amazing audience um Next week is really, really exciting. Um, I am posting my Lord of the Rings marathon uh, with my friend Liam, who was in town for Thanksgiving week, and so we had we had a limited amount of time. We recorded all three, and I'm going to put them all out Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So look forward to that. Um, if you want to refresh yourself on the Lord of the Rings before that comes out, they're all on HBO Max right now. So I highly recommend you do that. Uh, I mean, just a great series of movies. I find like, I think they're the, they're the shortest long. They're 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 like the shortest three hour movies I see. I I find that like time flies by when I'm watching them. So highly recommend that. Uh, yeah, and look forward to those. Those are really fun. So. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. I hope you enjoy. Malkovich! Malkovich. 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 All right, Jared, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. What a what an honor to have you on. I'm just I, I'm a huge I, I'm I, I, I'm a huge fan of Moonrise Kingdom. It was the second it was the second movie we did on this podcast. <laughs> so I mean, it's crazy that it's crazy that I'm having you on now and um, and we're talking about this movie. I love, I love, um, I love being John Malkovich. And so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's an honor to talk about it with you, man. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's been one of my favorites for a while. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to, to talk about it whenever, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so um, before we like get into the movie, sure. you want to kind of give like a synopsis of the plot? 
or something? Uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, about puppeteer in New York who's struggling and uh, takes a, a job where he can at this um, um, uh, as like a, a filer uh, and uh, uh, ends up discovering uh on accident uh, a port uh, a hole in the wall in his office that's that's a half a floor size uh, uh or like the size of a half a floor so everyone's like you know ducking down because it's like a set you know right four foot ceiling or whatever uh uh and uh say so yeah, he finds a hole in the wall and it turns out that it's a portal inside that takes you inside the head of uh famous actor John Malkovich for approximately 15 minutes before spitting you out in the New Jersey turnpike. Yeah. And so then uh, he tells some people and then it turns into a little business and then of course John Malkovich catches wind of it and then also the puppy here has a, a, a wife who, who uh, uh, Cameron, Cameron Diaz who and their relationship is kind of on uh, uh, not, not doing super yeah uh, well <laughs> and uh so there's that element as well um yeah uh yeah no it's and then and, and then shit just really hits the fan after that it just gets progressively crazy you find crazy. out you find out that you know there's a deeper purpose to the portal uh then of course you know the plot progresses several years or not years or not years months uh uh yeah, uh, yeah eight months uh, until she's like good yeah pregnant. yeah uh 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 it yeah goes in directions that that i guess on a first viewing you wouldn't expect for um, sure <laughs> yeah i hadn't seen this movie actually in three or four years and i didn't realize how much of it i forgot like i forgot about the puppets which which seems oh odd. god you know, like, and then I'm just like, oh my god, it's Anna Melissa all over again. I, I mean, this movie has so Kinda, many yeah. elements. I, I mean, this movie has so many elements of like, um, of like, cost of, of like Kaufman's other work. I mean, it was really his breakout. Mm -hmm. um, but like, what? How so was this like your first Charlie Kaufman, or like, what was your first Charlie Kaufman? Uh, you know, this might have been my first. Fairly Kaufman film. Uh, either that or Eternal Sunshine. Um, I yeah, forget which one it suffers. Uh, I was like, I, 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 I had to have been like eighth grade, maybe, or, or around that age. Yeah, because uh, I think it was around when like her was coming out, and that was when I kind of watched like Spike Jones's uh, 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 films, and then by extension Charlie Kaufman. Um, right. Uh, for sure. and, yeah, it was kind uh, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of a breakout for probably like the two of them. And um and, 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 and yeah, I feel like it just kind of it it um it paved the way for for Kaufman's for Kaufman's later work. Like like um um John Cusack's character Craig says like super early on in the movie, consciousness is a terrible curse, which I feel like if there's anything that's just Kaufman's philosophy throughout his work it's like it's that <laughs> it's like yeah yeah one of them <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah lots of uh existential uh uh, uh crises <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> for sure so um 
So, so yeah, so what, what draws you back to cop? I mean, I, I stalked your letterbox a bit before this and it seemed like you've rated all yeah, of the coffins work. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, like, I guess too, it was also just one of those things where I think maybe, you know, his, his work, you know, hit me at a certain point or, uh, yeah. as a teen, like growing up and it being, I guess, a little more adventurous with like the films that I was watching and, 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 uh, you know, uh, uh, especially just like trying to consume things that are sort of weird or offbeat or, or have like cool or neat ideas. And so, of course, like Coffin's work was very, uh, um, I just was very gravitated towards it because it just, you know, it's chock full of that. And it's, it's usually like not just these crazy things for the sake of having crazy things, but it's because he's trying to make a larger point about existence and about, about uh, uh, the struggles that people have trying to connect and um, sort of, uh, uh, you know, the, the, I guess, loneliness. Of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I feel you. I mean, I, I, I mean, like, I think, I, I, I think it's like, it, it, it's, it's the fact that he's trying to tackle these complex subjects all the time, but then he's also doing them in like the most creative ways. Like, he's one of the most creative. And he also, yeah, and he's consistently funny. Yeah, like it's it. He has like a, he, especially with the book. Did he read Unkind? No, no, I haven't. But have, have you read it yet? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very very. Uh, Kaufman-esque um, yeah. and uh, it's it's 700 pages but each page is like uh, really funny like I read I watched uh, interviews with him after Eddie he said that like he he was trying to do like a like a, a few jokes like per page and again it's like a 700 plus page book so yeah. <laughs> it's and it's also just it, it as like crazy as his movies are and as probably hard to imagine uh, uh, or hard to kind of comprehend is like, you know, maybe reading a script of his would be like reading a book where he's got even like less restrictions in terms of creativity yeah. and letting <laughs> the story go. Like in, it, it, it's, it's really, it's not, it's pretty nuts. It's a pretty nuts <laughs> book, but it's like, amazing what's, it's like oh, what's the synopsis of ant kind like what's what, what's ant kind about I, I i haven't i haven't heard like I, I've, just, I've just heard it's great but i haven't read up much on it so it's about uh it's about a struggling film critic uh who goes down to florida on uh to write like a uh like a piece about like gender and film or something but while he's there he happens to come across this um filmmaker this really 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 old filmmaker who made one who, who's made like one movie but over the course of like 90 years and it's this like amazing epic three month long stop motion animated film <laughs> <laughs> this sounds very confident <laughs> and so he like screens it for this film critic who has this like transcendent experience watching it claims it's like one of the it's like the best piece of art like he's ever witnessed and he has to show it to a wide audience or you know to the public he's got to write about it he's got to present it he's got to you know on his way back with uh he has all like, the film stock and everything and uh his car burns up mm. 
okay. leaving a single frame. Oh man! And uh, uh, he ends up getting involved with the the uh, the, the the fire and uh, gets knocked out and his memory wiped. So he uh, spends the rest of the book trying to remember this movie. Uh, oh wow! Oh, okay, this sounds very Kaufman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like it's probably it's 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 also probably fun to just yeah, like you were saying, like hear hear what what um what his mind is like just sort of unfiltered through the lens of actors and directors and whoever else though, though, though I, it's yeah it's very uh, unfiltered but it also though he is very it, he is writing a character it, yeah it does also play with uh i don't want to get into too many details because i think part <laughs> of the fun is like reading it and just discovering it for yourself um yeah. like what i've described is it happens in like the first hundred or so pages mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know as you can imagine just <laughs> <laughs> I, I, um, I can't imagine after seeing <laughs> a few of his movies it's um it, 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 it it's interesting that you bring up his humor in that book because the one thing I kept thinking when I was watching this movie is just like I sort of wish his more recent movies had the same like satire in it. Like, I feel like he's gotten so serious in like Tenecticky, New York, and I'm thinking of ending things. And I think like his work comes across so well with, it's not like, like I actually love those movies, but like I do kind of miss. I mean, yeah, they're definitely, uh, sure. They're definitely more overtly depressing or or dark. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Sure. I mean, I, 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 I would argue that I think there are funny moments sprinkled in those films, uh, though, I guess, you know, depending on the day and your mood viewing it, you might not, you know, that's kind of the thing, too, I feel like with this humor is that it's it's so dry that, like, sometimes you're just watching it, you can just sort of, not really miss it, but sort of, sort of, does that? Yeah. Like, like yeah, like, I, you're right in that those films are, 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 sadder but i mean i i i think sometimes i will i don't know sometimes Staticky, there are moments that i think are are funny or are like uh maybe depressively funny <laughs> yeah yeah definitely definitely um yeah can you have any thoughts about the, about the humor in this in, in this in this movie or anything uh well yeah i mean i guess i i want to go back to you were you were talking about this uh that book and it kind of reminds me of adaptation a little bit where like this guy goes off somewhere to to write this piece he like can't get it out and then um oh yeah i feel like there are a lot of well well well, yeah well with that one it was uh yeah in a way it's it's also again it it's hard for me to comment too because it just the book addresses kaufman as well uh during uh uh so like but he, yeah, it, it is uh, similar in the idea of like, it's, you know, he's someone who's trying to take another person's work and translate it for another audience. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So, so I usually, um, in this podcast, I usually at some point do like a draft. So that means like, we pick our favorite things about the movie. Um, we can go in a circle. And, and, um, and, 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 and like, 
you can draft anything you love about the movie. It can be like a character, a scene, a moment, um, a Kaufman. It can be whatever you love about this movie. But uh, yeah, so like, what would be like your number one favorite thing about being John Malkovich? Probably, I mean, I guess the, the writing. Um, yeah. But I guess if we're gonna go for like moments or, or sequences, uh, I always think about like the, the chase scene toward the end. I remember when I first watched it that like yeah. Yeah. Uh, just the way that he cuts between the, the locations and 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 uh, I get and, and uses the camera to like switch between like the I guess like the gravities of the different yeah yeah uh, yeah like something spaces. turns and then she opens through a window of something else and yeah I know it's like just, she goes through you know yeah like she goes through a little hatch in the wall and then it turns out it's actually like a trap door in the ceiling or something and yeah. Camera like uh, uh, turning twists and stuff. I, that I remember when I first watched it. That um, uh, stuck out. And then also just you know, when Malkovich goes in and sees you know he's in a room full of Malkoviches. That's like a classic moment. So uh, so classic, and it never gets old either. I mean, just that that whole tenor party. Well, I mean, restaurant cr- sequence. Restaurant, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I mean that that that, that whole chase scene. Sequence is super eternal sunshine, you know. Like I just, I I, I thought yes. of that intri- yeah. in, 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 instantly. This idea of like going through someone's past memories yeah, and, and stuff the, and running through them, and yeah, yeah and, and so and the fact that it's like this is chase sequence, but it's also like you're, you know, it's 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 telling you about uh, the character of John Malkovich's like childhood and his like, you know, some of the sources of his like trauma and neuroses and yeah. Kind of thing. Mm-hmm in you know these awful childhood memories uh so again that, that was like a just watching it again when i was growing up watching that like uh, uh and seeing oh yeah these you know you can write things that serve all these different purposes yeah for sure for sure and and and, and then the other thing i thought of with that with that scene oddly enough was um has the monsters inc chase with all the doors yeah <laughs> like it's a, it's a different it's been years since i've watched that movie i wonder <laughs> like, if oddly an amazing chase scene honestly like one of my all-time favorite chase scenes <laughs> i mean i remember it being pretty exciting again it's been it's been many years since i watched it but yeah like, but yeah it, it, it i mean i wonder if there's a bit of i don't know visual reference that that a little bit of i hadn't missed because it's been so long yeah yeah for sure for sure. Um, any thoughts on that sequence or any others? Or Monsters Inc. Monsters <laughs> Inc. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, the puppetry in the movie is also just like really. Oh wild. yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, I'll go into my favorite because that was go- that was going to be mine. Just the idea of the um of the puppetry. Um, you know, it's at the beginning. It's the only way that um, it seems like Craig can like express himself mm-hmm. and like. Um, kind of process things and um and then you know throughout the film it's it's the way that he um i mean he's in he's enjoying life best as kind of a puppeteer working with his with john malkovich's mind as his puppet yeah um yeah um yeah for sure for sure and the puppets are so pretty like they're just they're just really well done i don't know if like like i know i know john cusack did some puppeteering work for the movie, but he can't have been like the main puppeteer for all the. I have, yeah, I mean, I, my guess would be that they had had to have some, you know, uh, a professional uh, uh, 
puppet puppeteer doing doing that stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It, it all came out so like almost like uncanny valley level. Totally, yeah. Bit, like, and especially too with like the I guess like the the more expressive like movements that like if you were to see a human do it, it you know, look like uh, 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 they're spazzing out or they're like, you know, uncontrolled, moving around like wildly and it's this puppet and yet it all is so exact and it's all, and, you know, at all times so well. Uh, and just, I, I always watch those sequences like wondering what kind of, just how fucking good those guys heads. right with their with their it's insane <laughs> probably just like this right yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like that um but, yeah no i mean it's it, it's crazy to me and it's also kind of ironic that i mean there was probably some great puppeteer that didn't get recognition just like the craig character in the movie you know mm. but but um yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, you do actually get to see the human sort of acted out because you get to see yeah. John Malkovich perform the 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 puppet dance in one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's so like he's so expressive with his body. I'm just like I'm very impressed with his. Performance yeah, no, he in that he, scene. he does a really great job of just like acting like two people are controlling him, like yeah. that he is you know that that his body is currently. Uh, uh, being fought over right uh, and all that stuff just you know is so you know it's not really a horror movie or, i mean it's not marketed as a horror movie but that stuff is like very creepy and yeah and just like unsettling to think about mm-hmm. yeah i feel like that's what this movie does for me like i'm laughing in the moment and then i leave it and then and then you think about for the it. next 30 minutes yeah, yeah yeah i just feel like shit for the next 30 minutes you know just like, oh my God, like, like no free will. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, he definitely has that to you. And, and that's, and, and, and that's part of why I miss his like overt satire as opposed to his more like subverted satire in his later movies is because of that effect of just like, oh, that's hilarious. And then you're like, oh, but that, but that has his, that's my entire idea of consciousness. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I miss that. I miss that. That. that, sure. that I mean, I will say is that, I, what I will say is that Anne Kind very much uh, delivers on on the humor. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're if you're missing Charlie Kaufman making you laugh, Anne Kind will uh, associate that uh, uh, thirst or whatever. For sure. For sure. I'm looking forward to it. Then that's exciting. Uh, um so so speaking of like john malkovich this movie was almost well it was suggested to spike jones probably like a few people including john malkovich himself to to change the movie to being tom cruise yeah i read that on uh yeah i read that uh it'd be a very different movie it would be a very different movie. I like. I I need to see that movie. I I'm so sad I never get to see it. But would it be a better movie? I mean, what do you think about being Tom Cruise? I mean, I mean, ultimately, if it has the same kind of idea, I guess of of you know you know still having the 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 the, the group of older people trying to transmit themselves into this younger person's consciousness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 I mean, I guess it could work, but there would also be maybe a little tonal, 
extra tunnel element having to to write Tom Cruise knowing how you know uh, uh, or at least writing him according to the public perception of him right uh, right for sure that he's this very uh, what's a word to use uh, <laughs> he's a super over the top very energetic energetic yeah which is a much different kind of energy than like John Malkovich, what, uh, uh, you know, which is a lot more, at least, you know, the way he comes across in the movie is like much more subdued, uh, subdued. Yeah. Or like understated mm-hmm. or, you know, normal. Yeah. Normal, yeah. And then play a depressive actor kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, he's so like, and, and then part of what made the, made this script so unproducible until Malkovich signed on was just because I mean like John Malkovich wasn't even that famous at the time yeah yeah like you know he was yeah I mean he he, he'd done some stuff like had he and and, uh uh, you know he'd been like enough that like he was like yeah known but like he wasn't the hat you know he wasn't like uh uh trying to think of like who an equivalent would be today um yeah I was trying to think of that too um (laughs) I feel like that's being, what makes it fit so great, though. Michael Stuhlbarg. <laughs> yeah. Paying Michael uh, Sarah. <laughs> that that would be fun, would actually, be fun. being Michael Sarah. Yeah. I'm ready yeah. for the Michael Sarah comeback. Um, yeah. No, he's he's so great. I think I think I think my next favorite thing in the movie would be him, honestly. Like John Malkovich. John Malkovich himself. Yeah. Yeah. He he uh, did a great job playing himself. <laughs> So I have a question. If um, if you could pay two hundred dollars to go down that tunnel or that portal, would you? Uh, into John Malkovich's head? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's only for fifteen minutes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, I would hope that I'd time it okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, that would be. I'm not sure. I I I can't tell if that would just be the the worst existential mind fuck, or it would be a genuinely exciting trip. Yeah. But also, I mean, there's the, the 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 ethical element of like, he is not giving me permission to go inside his head at all. Right. Uh, yeah. So right. Probably not. Uh, maybe wait for an actor that will give me permission. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <If> <laughs> find their portal. <laughs> going off that, actually, if 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 you could go inside one celebrity's head for fifteen minutes, who would it be? You know, I was asked this question on another podcast, and I could not come up with an answer. Really? Oh, really? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Damn, I'm so unoriginal. Nah, it's fine. It was... <laughs> <laughs> like over 20 years too late but like kubrick would have been like a, an interesting yeah yeah oh for sure to, uh take a little 15 minute 15 minute vacation in yeah yeah uh, i mean that's a great answer another question what, what do you think of katherine keener in this because i'm 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 so i'm honestly like his time around i was sort of split on her performance i mean i thought i thought her performance was good i mean the character uh like I know, I remember. I read that, like at least according to the IMDb trivia page. Uh, oh yeah, that's where I get all my info. Uh huh. Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> I read that like she didn't like her character. Uh, which yeah, I can. I mean, I, I I can see you know she I guess isn't the uh, nicest, but I mean they're all kind of you know they all kind of have their own. Uh, maybe with the exception of of, of uh, uh, Cameron Diaz, she her character is like kind of the, the one good one. I feel like you're the one that like you, you who who you, I don't know who's the least a bit of or the least amount of, or the least of a jerk. Uh, right. The film. Right. The most kind uh, of like wholehearted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her and the monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny at the beginning he was like he was um Craig was uh telling the monkey like oh be glad you don't was a consciousness or something yeah. and then yeah. at the end he shows the monkey out, thinking about its family yeah it turns out he totally has you know yeah. a bubble of consciousness <laughs> yeah yeah completely yeah so I read I, I read too that like she didn't love her love her character I just like, I, I guess I don't mean her performance because I think her performance is satisfying, but like my two issues with, with that is just like, I think everyone else, you can, you can clearly understand their character's motivations, you know, like, like Craig wants success and um, Cameron Diaz, what's her name? Lottie wants to be loved, you know, I mean, you can kind of understand their emotions, but Catherine Keener just likes to fuck with people. <laughs> yeah, like I don't always understand her motivations. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe I was interpreting maybe she wanted you know to make money off of Malkovich. Uh, yeah, and uh, for sure, um, probably didn't mind uh, uh, getting in the middle of this other relationship happening. But yeah, I mean, I guess you can. I, I, I I'd ha- I, yeah, maybe I rewatch it thinking more about that um, no i think that makes you sense right. you might be right you might you might have caught on to something um let's see what, what were you gonna say to me oh um well i was going to ask what you guys thought the whole purpose of that that film that like um oh the, orientation, the, oh, the film. orientation film like what was that all about <laughs> I, like, like, i've all been bullshit. thinking about that i mean last night was the first time i'd watched being john malkovich ever um which was great great experience but like like since i've just been thinking about that and i can't figure it out like what was the purpose of showing us that i'll let you go first i have a, I have a thought on this but if you well i mean i i always thought it was like just really funny or just like you know usually <laughs> yeah. it's it was funny, yeah. Just like makes me laugh that you know they show this, <laughs> uh, the funny like tape with the weird I guess actors that's all it needs and to stuff. Be. That's yeah, funny. and then also just the idea that uh, of the of the uh, I guess origin that they're trying to sell on why the seventh and a half floor even exists. It's you know to accommodate this this woman. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, and and so I mean I think you know also it's 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 trying to promote a sense of tolerance uh, or a sense that this company is more humanitarian than maybe they are. Uh, maybe, you know, oh, that, yeah. uh, that it's it's just this you know corporate mm-hmm. bullshit, but trying to you know masking itself as like a a, a nice little story when maybe that's not actually what or you know the this you know maybe that really isn't how 
why the the seven and a half floor exists. Maybe it's for some other awful reason, like I don't know the reason the building is this awful labor site, yeah. and mm-hmm. they needed another floor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those workers, and so they just stuff them in between the seventh and the eighth. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, well, I mean that I mean, that's the most logical explanation I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, uh, yeah. I mean, there are probably other, other sort of significant significances of the video that I'm not hitting, but but yeah, what mm-hmm. how, I, how I interpret it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, my impression was like a. I mean, it's a long. It's like a. Two, two minute joke that's hilarious i mean it's just it's just a yeah, it's just a great joke great. but then b i just i think it's the it's the first time in the movie you're starting to get answers and then and then Catherine Keener's like oh you know it's all bullshit and then i think it's it's in that <laughs> moment that like you're kind of like okay nothing's as it seems like you can't yeah. trust the information that mm-hmm. you're being given that was sort okay. of my impression is like mm-hmm. on like an audience level that that that's you for sure yeah, yeah I can see that. Um, what would be like your next favorite thing about about the movie, Jared? Uh, I don't know what else. Um, I mean, like John, I think you know all the actors do really well. Uh, or they all give like really great performances, and uh, uh, they're they all play characters that, or you know, especially or John Cusack's character. You know, he does a great job of playing someone that you sort of go back and forth on I, I feel like with your you know how you feel about him like you know there's an, I feel like there's an element that you know you, there's a side where you see him you see him as a person who, who you know wants who wants to have a voice but doesn't uh uh and you feel sympathy you know you feel a level of sympathy but then you know when you see him getting very uh uh control freak you know, freakish or, or yeah. he mm-hmm. won't leave Malkovich's head and he's he's stealing his life uh from him, then you're like, oh boy, this guy's going too far. But then uh so but you know, he plays he plays that like sort of jerkish but yet sympathetic but jerky kind of tone yeah. really well. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, yeah, and I think John Cusack, it's like it's hard. I mean like you're you're disagreeing with him but just because of like the way he is it's just hard to ever hate him in a movie mm-hmm. and like I think that's just that's just really impressive about him I mean like he locks his wife in a cage and I'm still like yeah. oh he's gonna make it oh yeah I mean, okay, he does that too yeah <laughs> I mean it's like it's like never okay and I'm never like I'm never like I'm yeah excited. that's always like the part where I'm always where I'm just like oh fuck dude come on man like when he's got the gun and he's everything that's just yeah. like that yeah uh, uh it's always you know the part where you're just like Ugh. yeah yeah and then and then i'm also like like i'm always so impressed that they got Cam- cameron diaz in this movie because this is yeah. right after like There's something, something about mary she yeah was, was huge at this point and she mm-hmm. and lived, she completely glams down and everything yeah yeah and you know I mean, and she does like a really uh and and you know she gives like a really great performance like she very much you know you you, you yeah. Like I don't I don't really see Cameron Diaz I just see uh, uh, the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. How, how, how many times have you seen this movie? I'm not sure. Maybe like a handful. 
handful of yeah. times probably over the years. Uh, I don't know, something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, I think this last night I rewatched it. I think it was that was like my first time in maybe in like a couple years, maybe mm-hmm. um, watching it front to back. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, I I you know it was a, it's always been like a favorite of mine so yeah for sure for sure yeah I mean because like I just feel like I I'm like every time I watch his movies and this happens with almost all of his movies I feel like I'm getting it a little more but I just I never feel like I totally understand everything that he's, Mm he's getting at I'm just like I I don't know if he has like a particular thesis in this movie other than other, other, other than the thing that i was t- t- talking about the quote where he says um like consciousness is a is a terrible curse but um like i i don't know if you have any like if if you've since figured out like the 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 philosophical painting of the movie or anything if you have any thoughts on that i mean i think you're you know, I think that line is an important line for sure. Right. Um, I think, uh, what would you, or, you know, if you, you know, if you could, yeah, I mean, you know, what would happen, you know, what would happen mm-hmm. if you dive into someone else's head? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, and sure. so thinking about that and and all the ways that they could possibly affect someone, whether it be making them reconsider their gender or using it as a, vessel to maintain your consciousness from ever dying uh yeah yeah uh uh, also i guess sort of you know being about consciousness and also control uh Mm -hmm. and sort of where where you know you sort of where your identity i guess comes from or where where it yeah the sort of you know actualization process uh and 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 the idea that like and playing with the idea that your thoughts aren't always your own and and uh the sort of horror that might arise from realizing that and then feeling trapped inside your head uh, as a result. Um, yeah, definitely. I feel like, yeah, it's, it's also like the walls that you let confine your, your life in the way that you live it. Um, and how like, you know, Maxine and, um, Lottie at the end kind of realize that and just, I feel like they kind of, begin to break down those walls and in, in their own lives whereas um craig can't do that right and he needs something to he get out of his own life yeah it's like he, it he the needs way he that. Mm-hmm. yeah he needs like a that level of like he needs that level of control he needs to feel powerful he needs to feel like uh, uh he has uh standing mm-hmm. um yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I think that makes sure. sense. I think that makes sense. And then also he obviously he 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 doesn't find the love he's seeking in in both women and then God, I mean, 
like the nightmare of just being stuck inside his kind of daughter's brain or whatever. But, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, there's so many p- parallels with this um, between this and Get Out, which I realized after I saw this again. Especially well, yeah, and then happened. I saw that the, again the IMDb. Yeah. Thing. Uh, where I guess someone made a fan theory that Get Out was like a sequel yeah. to <laughs> Malkovich. and I mean I I, I mean uh, if Jordan Peele really did sort of kind of say you know that's interesting I mean uh, that I think it's uh, I, I can't remember They're, they have names in, in, in Get Out though right like she, yeah, they have names that aren't the same names. Yeah, they're not the same. It's, but I mean, I guess, you know, are there are those there? Is that their real name? And is and is John Cusack inside Allison Williams? Yeah, that's a <laughs> uh, uh, hell of a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Paige, do you want to like talk about your next favorite thing about oh the movie, gosh. or like what do you want to do? Uh, <laughs> I will if I can think of something real quick. Yeah, you're fine. Um, let's see. The score is pretty good, Carter Burwell. Yeah, who is it? You said true. Carter Burwell, I think. Oh. Uh, I'll check that. Mm. Cool. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. The score is really good. I I'd never heard of. I love, okay, I love that scene where yeah. it's it's at the end, um, it's towards the end where Maxine and Lottie have their kind of heart to heart at the end and Maxine is telling her it's it's your child. And um, and it's it's so funny because completely out of context, the whole scene would just seem so <laughs> wild. <laughs> like what the hell? You, mean I'm the you father? fell yeah. out of the sky and then you're telling her it is, yeah. And then, um, but in the context of the of watching the rest of the film, it's just like such a big moment. And I just think that's so, it, it's kind of clever in a way. It's very, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to, how to describe it, but it's, it's something special. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that, um, that's one of the things I'll probably, that'll probably stick with me about the film. Yeah, I just like, I, 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 I wish Cameron Diaz did, did more stuff like this. Like, it yeah, seems like too. she got stuck in the sort of, in in the rom-com track of things. I mean, obviously she made a ton of money and she's retired and she's living her life and cut for her. But like, I wish she did more kind of indie stuff because I was just really impressed by her on this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, she's, you know, she she is obviously a very talented actress. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and yeah, I guess she has retired, huh? Yeah. She hasn't really done. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think she hasn't done anything since the remake of Annie. And do you remember that? Oh, man. <laughs> In like 2014. Right. <laughs> Shit. I think that was like the last thing she did. But yeah, she's like retired and she's, and she like hates Hollywood now. And yeah, good for her, honestly. I mean, she has a ton of money, but I just like, I wish we got to see her in more. Yeah. Yeah, kind of I, indie projects. I, yeah, I loved her in this role. It was really, I was really cool to watch. I, because mm-hmm. when I think of Cameron Diaz, I usually think of her and uh, something about Mary. Yeah, she's this hot doctor slash golfer slash you know, I don't know. 
that I still haven't seen yet. Have you seen Night and Day? I think uh, I, I think I saw it when I was in theaters. Yeah, <laughs> it's like when I was like really uh, when I was like eleven. Yeah, yeah. Well, well. Yeah. So you're 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 like twenty one now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're I, I I'm I'm twenty three. She's also twenty three. So yeah. we, we, we okay. Would, well, I'm 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 turning twenty two in in a little over a month. So. Yeah, for sure. So we would have like probably seen it in theaters at the same time. But like her and her and Tom Cruise, it's it's like her and Tom Cruise, and it's just like. It's just like a Tom Cruise action movie, except after yeah. after every moment he does something cool, she just pops her head out because like, oh my god, did you just shoot someone? That's like that's the right. whole joke of the entire. Did James Mangold direct that. Oh shit! Did James Mangold do that? Man, I'm gonna check. I could be totally wrong. No, you could be right. That's crazy. Was that the one my dad was all excited to see? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god, it's James Mangold. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Went from doing that to, uh, what's his next one? The Wolverine? Yeah, was the Wolverine the next one? And, and, and then now he's going to do Indiana 5, which I'm mm -hmm. super pumped for. But yeah. Oh, yeah. oh wait, and he already had Great Sounding Him. That was a, that's a good movie. But uh, I haven't seen it in, in many years. But, uh, but yeah, Night and Day. I, I don't have um, memory of it. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember that it's Tom Cruise in a very PG thirteen action movie. Yeah, it's the same it's the same joke the whole time, which I think is funny. And like I can see why she she'd want to leave Hollywood after that. Paige, what would be like your next favorite thing about the movie? Do you wanna do you have any thoughts on I this? I said. You, oh you did I, say I, it. I I'm so I'm say. so rude. You did say this. <laughs> okay. I'm such an asshole. It's my turn. Not yeah, me. your turn. What are your favorite things in this movie? Um uh, I mean, okay, so the seven and a half four, obviously. We didn't... Oh, oh, yeah, that whole joke is great. Yeah. I mean, we didn't talk about Oh, yeah, and then also Octavia Spencer shows up. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, like, yeah. Yeah, that's for the next point, which is like that, like, like the seven and a half floor, and then all the cameos I forgot about. Like, I forgot about Octavia Spencer. David Fincher is Christopher. David Bing. Fincher blew my mind. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Mm -hmm. I paused it. I was like, that's David Fincher. Page. Know, yeah. And then um, I somehow forgot about like Charlie Sheen too, but like Charlie Sheen and Sean Penn just talking about how great John Malkovich's puppeteering is. Yeah. Yeah. So fantastic. Mm -hmm. all, yeah, um, all that stuff was handled uh, pretty well, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> what, so, so one thing I didn't understand, and I don't, I don't know... I don't think we're meant to understand. I'm just going to throw this out in case sure. either of you have any thoughts on it. But um, the uh, so so Doctor Lester, Doctor Lester, right? Yeah. So Doctor Lester is like oh, okay. So this time, if I'm when like I'm going into the next brain, I'm going to take all my friends with me. But have they ever like tested taking? people into the same brain before like is this gonna is this gonna work for them like how, how do they like yeah like just the question of, of how do they how do you how do you how do you share a brain amongst like 20 people or however many there were in that room? Like a party of people like, it was you know i mean that was something i was thinking about a little bit during this last training like this is a crazy goal you guys have just sharing this person <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> must really like each other then. 
if you're willing to do that. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, but, but, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe off screen they they've done, you know, they do tests where, where they're in there for maybe more than 15 minutes. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. ultimately, I guess it's about, it's about, uh, uh, John Hughes, John Cusack's uh, character. So maybe, uh, it will, you know, not in, in less about them. So maybe they didn't need, he didn't feel like, I don't know, there wasn't a, a moment to sort of answer that particular question. But, yeah, yeah, no, but, but uh, but yeah, uh, that that was something, I mean, yeah, that's it's probably got to be a bit of its own existential nightmare. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, you turn into another James Mangold movie, Identity. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that. Is that good? Oh well, I just I don't. Okay, I, I may I I, <laughs> I I I don't want to explain the joke uh, that uh-huh. the reference if you haven't seen it yet. Um, for sure. <laughs> I yeah, it's it's like a it's like a fun popcorn yeah. kind of movie. It's kind of what does. It's uh not I granted I, I very much deliberately did not think about the the all the different story implications because there's a big sort of reveal that happens. Uh it's this like mystery thriller that, that leads to this very big uh uh twist. Gotcha. Um that's so fine. It's one of those like where it recontextualizes everything that came before it and uh uh so yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> for sure dude um yeah so i i i don't want to like harass you with um questions about Kunrise kingdom but i just wanted to ask you um it's a couple fine. things if that's okay that's no, okay. fine yeah no what what uh what, what do you want to know um <laughs> first of all what's it like to be in the presence of kilda swenton like what what is that what is that like uh i mean it's it's uh it's it's pretty insane like it feels pretty surreal right (laughs) (laughs) i mean she i'm in person very much exudes that same energy uh that you know you see when you watch her on screen uh and granted you know i'm not I, i i didn't because I don't have any scenes with her in the movie, uh, uh, I didn't really see her all that much on set. Only a like a once, a couple times. Uh, right. Uh, but then when we went to Cannes, um, I sat next to her when uh, the film premiered. Uh, awesome. uh, and then uh, yeah, so so uh, because it was the opening film, there was like a whole presentation before the film even started, where they had all the judges come out and then the host introduced everyone or did like a whole like introduction but because it was all in french i i, I didn't really understand it uh <laughs> and so tilda was like leaning over kind of like translating it for me i really uh, should spoke which, french of course she does uh yeah uh <laughs> uh which was uh you know one of those one of those experiences that i, I you know you, you, you kind of always keep yeah 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 no i'd imagine oh my gosh i mean like i imagine this whole movie Moonrise Kingdom as a set was sort of like a, like a, what, sort of like a summer camp 
for you, or at least it's, it, it seemed like it with all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, uh, uh, in a way, you know, uh, uh, it was, we didn't have any, you know, none of us had trailers on set. We all had Coleman tents. Um, That's awesome. And uh, uh, yeah, like we, you know, we, we'd always show up to set in costume, um, on, you know, which is different uh, from the norm, which is normally right. you just show up in your street clothes and then get dressed on set. Um, right. But like Wes, you know, I always wanted us coming in already kind of prepared, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I, I, I get from just like a production, like making sure we're hitting, you know, our days and stuff uh, we yeah. need to do. Because, um, you know, that, that, that eliminates a good, I don't know, a good amount of uh, time that would normally be spent like prepping to go. So, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's efficient um but yeah no there was you know there was a uh, uh and then also too because i we were all like in middle school we we all had to have we all had to be like schooled on set um oh, and gosh. so oh wow yeah that's a lot of work when we weren't acting we were you know in in school being taught whatever uh our and you know where whatever we needed so like for me like i had a catch up i i had to finish sixth grade uh on set um and so that was uh uh interesting it definitely made the shoot you know a little more tiring uh Mm -hmm. but and i definitely felt a very big sense of relief when i finished sixth grade yeah yeah had like a good three or so weeks left i think oh wow Um, that definitely uh you know the uh Made it made it feel really nice. Although I did get, I did get a really bad cold and uh, end of the shoot from filming oh. all of the, because uh, all the that whole sequence on the church steeple was filmed in like a day and a half. Oh, oh, oh wow, yeah. yeah, that's a lot of. So we were like under the just like uh, rain machine, uh, Karen and I for like a whole day straight, and uh, uh, she may or may not have had a cold at that time. I could be wrong, uh, but. I know I definitely got sick as a result. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and uh, so it was also just really good that I had finished school by that point because I, I didn't, if I hadn't, I would not have had the energy to do both. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so when, when did you, for seventh grade, did you go back to the normal classroom and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I stuck with my school wow. all the way, all the way through high school. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. I went to a college prep school. Um, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. How was it pretty normal when you went back to school or was it, was it, was it weird going back after that whole weird? Uh, well, I mean, everyone had questions. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, um, <laughs> I, uh, I actually, I ended up having, uh, uh, they, they wanted me to, they had me do like a whole like, um, little morning meeting presentation where I talked about my experience. Oh, wow. uh, where That's I, fun. it was like a, it was, one of my first time just like public speaking in front of a whole you know group of people um yeah and uh yeah uh i mean you know people were excited uh uh at the time and uh were very very supportive um but yeah always asking you know always asking me questions about it or not always but but it it happened uh uh but uh yeah, yeah. Um, 
are, are you still close to anyone from that set or like, or, or I, mean, I mean, it's a while ago and everything. Is there anyone? You yeah. Um, well, I, I did recently. Oh, no, I guess, oh, fuck, not really recently anymore. Cause this is back in February, but um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I saw uh, a couple of the actors who played a couple of khaki scouts, uh, 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 Seamus and Gabe. So, uh, um, yeah uh roosevelt and uh lazy eye um mm-hmm. the one uh, uh scotac mm-hmm. not lazy eye i'm okay. the one whose um cousin is jason Schwartzman's character okay um, okay <laughs> one who has the the like speech in the treehouse uh, oh, right. uh so him and then uh roosevelt uh he's uh uh i want to see he's the one where where when um Sam and Tizzy leave on the boat with uh, uh, Cousin Ben. Uh, I think he's the one who's like still staring and he's like, I think they're coming back. And then. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, I think that was, I think that was Seamus. Um, but, but uh, they, uh, uh, someone that we, we know, um, he, he uh, was teaching this, like, I guess this like class or something uh, that was being run by the, the Montclair Film Festival. And uh, he like screened the movie for for his students, and then had us come in for like a little Q and A. Yeah, um, that's fun. And it was interesting because uh, I didn't actually realize it was going to be this way until I guess the day of. But it, it was it was it was, a, it was a class of all twelve year olds. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. What an interesting. <laughs> so it was like I was watching it, with, you know, with a bunch of kids who were that you know I was their age when I was filming it. Right. Right. And right. so it was it was like yeah, kind of yeah. you know it was a, an interesting experience uh uh just seeing how they re- how they reacted to it and stuff uh 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 realizing just how much time has passed uh mm-hmm. and just how much you know how different i am or how yeah, you know, how, how, how like it just it feels like lifetimes ago yeah, yeah. I'd imagine it would yeah um but uh uh you know still very much one of my you know best memories um uh just like one of the most insane experiences of my whole life pretty much yeah uh, i know i'd imagine it would be and and then you're at nyu now are you are you in your yeah so i'm like kind of, i'm 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 technically a junior uh so like this semester um uh, i took a writing a short script writing class and then a uh another class this is like an elective all about identity that uh i was it's it's a two credit class but honestly it's like more work than some three or four credit classes that i've taken which is not what i was hoping but yeah uh no it happens uh and then and but the the writing class script writing class i'm enjoying though uh because i i'm getting hopefully uh, uh uh one of the scripts will be my thesis Nice. I'm not sure. I don't know. They, I, they, I've, I've already written, you know, drafts of both of them, and I'm not having now written them. I'm like, they might be a bit too extreme for. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell. Like they're kind of, they're, they're, they're kind of dark in their own ways. Uh, uh, they just ended up being that way because I, I, I guess I kind of write from a point of anxiety. Uh, it's just kind of. I mean, dark works though. But, nothing... Yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, and then also to the, the first one that I wrote is going to be, it would be way too tricky to do, you know, uh, with COVID 
Right. Just because it, it takes place in a school and there's classroom scenes with like that, you know, full, fully populated. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So that would be too tricky to do. But the other one uh, is uh, takes place in a house and has two characters. So it's a lot what more doable. So I can hear. What, what oh, sorry. No, it, it takes place in a, in a single house and it only has two right. characters. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's like that would be a lot more doable. Uh, it just that one has uh, some gore that I'd have to figure out how to do. Have you sort of like um, zeroed in on like a specialty or is that something they make you do there? Or like, how does that all work? Uh, well, so like, you know, uh, you have a certain level of like control over what uh, the direction you want to go in and like. And so I just happened to be taking a lot of like writing and directing classes. I took a history of editing a year ago. Uh, I may or may not be taking a history of cinematography next semester. Is there like um, a particular project that you had the most fun with or that you feel like, I don't know, was one of your favorites, something like that? Hmm. Uh, I had a, I mean, I, I mean, Moonrise was definitely Mm-hmm. one of you know my favorite experiences definitely you know the longest by far mm. um uh, uh experience that i've had on a set i did one i did a film that unfortunately uh i don't know what i don't know what will happen to it it kind of i think it's kind of stuck in post-production limbo mm-hmm. um because it, it tried to go to a couple festivals and then it didn't get in but then there was something where it was going to get in one, but the director wanted it to go into another one, and 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 um, right, yeah, it just didn't time out. And, I, and I'm not sure what'll happen to it now, just because it, the, uh, 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 content-wise, uh, I think is very much dated by by 2020 standards, and so it's just it, it would, if it were to be released, it would have to be a period. It would have to be like a period movie, mm-hmm. uh, got okay. it in place in the in like. But the 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 you know uh, 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 many many years ago in 2017. Right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, uh, but I mean, I, I I had a you know really fun I guess experience you know on that set because mm-hmm. it was like this like high school comedy and then uh, just getting you know getting to 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 work you know. Uh, uh, people uh, uh, clo- not necessarily my age but closer to my age uh 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 or actually well no one or yeah people you know really closer to my uh, age i guess but like yeah. um uh but yeah that was like a i had a really fun time on that set um i did a uh film uh when i was i guess in eighth grade maybe i think i was in eighth grade um i only worked on it for like a couple weeks but uh it's just like very low budget film directed by uh clara mamet who's one of david mamet's daughters Mm. um and uh uh william h macy got uh, played played the dad so i guess I, i worked with him he uh, was like a really cool guy. He you know shows shows up to set like on his motorcycle every day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like really, he was like really nice though, like very uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, like pleasant to work with. Um, and also just someone 
there i feel like i've worked with like actors where like where, where you're working with them you almost like forget that like you know at one point in time you sort of just knew them as like these actors and movies and stuff yeah right yeah it's, it's it you know and, and it just becomes very like natural uh wow. uh that's definitely an effect of just getting to work on set with people uh yeah, yeah for sure for sure that was um, a experience yeah. yeah but yeah that was that was a, a a fun set um then uh, i did a did a tv pilot that that got passed by the network but it starred rob Lowe and rob bruegel uh as like the two leads and uh yes yeah, but uh but yeah and that 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 shoot happened during my spring break when i was in ninth grade and it was a week um and it was it was fun it was funny because like the way that it timed out i was i had a uh i was on my i was on my high school's golf team and so we were on a preseason trip to uh florida uh where we go and play at this like country club that has like four courses and uh uh whatever and um and like mid-trip i got like told that I had to do this screen test out in LA uh, or this like or audition uh, or I forget if, if that was my second one for the show or not but I had so I flew out to LA did this audition and then flew back to finish my trip the the golf trip oh, wow and then like a day later I got called saying that like they wanted me for the role uh and that i had to fly back to go film that's crazy uh, yeah it was like a nuts uh nuts vacation yeah that's a Jeez. quick turnaround time too. yeah it wasn't yeah it was like one of the fastest uh like turnarounds that i've yeah, had yeah, like your cast usually takes a few months right before production kind of kicks well in. i guess it depends on the role it, i had a supporting part it was like not a super major character but like a it was, it was like a a, a a recurring supporting role or, or whatever um mm -hmm. but yeah it was such a weird it was an insane kenny g had a cameo <laughs> had a cameo it was very weird <laughs> so bizarre that's awesome <laughs> did you did you like the school life or like school work balance or did you <laughs> Was it, did was, you, was did it you dislike it or was it something uh, you were I mean, like, oh, this is a nice break? It kept me humble. Or, or, yeah. It kept me like, I mean, it, 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 it was sort of, you know, it was something that I guess I was always doing because it was always just the expectation also because I had started that school before my acting career kind of mm -hmm. happened. And, and so right. uh, the expectation when you're there is that, you know, you go and then you go through college and all that. Mm -hmm. um, so and 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 so i guess growing up i always sort of just like knew i had i guess had that or had to do that or whatever anyway this is like a whole other conversation no yeah yeah but, i mean <laughs> definitely no it's no i mean it's true though um any i mean <laughs> <laughs> any anything we want to wrap up about John Malkovich? <laughs> anything about any, any sort of final thoughts on that movie you want to uh, have? Malkovich, 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 Malkovich. 
I th- yeah, I think, I think, yeah, Malkovich. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Jared. This is this is this is an honor to have you on. And it was- I almost said I apologize because now the, the the edible is like really like. <laughs> Dude, I got an hour and a half of content. We can we can cut we can cut as much of as we have to. You're yeah. totally good. Um, no, I think that's awesome. Um, I usually close out the show by having my guests say a quote from a movie they love in character. So it can be oh, any geez. movie. It can be this movie. Um, but like a quote that that you love in character. And you can think about I'll it. admit, I wish I had known this before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't warn you. Uh, it's okay, it's okay. Um, should I just say the quote when you guess the movie? Yeah, sure. sure. That sounds great. I don't know, this might be a bit vague. I, I don't know. Okay. You, <laughs> okay, we'll see. But we'll see. I'll probably get blamed for that. After hours. Oh shit! I haven't seen After Hours. Oh uh, okay. <laughs> it's a it, it's it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, great. I know that's one of the Scorsese. Yeah, it's a Scorsese film. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Uh, I don't know how my reading of that was. I might need another take, but uh, <laughs> we could stick with it, or you could do take two. It's up to you. But I thought it was it's awesome. It's fine. It's fine. I'm not sure how well I can do with the the influences that I have right now, but uh, <laughs> you're totally good. You're totally good. Anyways, yeah, you yeah. can say that I'm. You can say that uh, 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 I I have opened a portal in my own head. Uh, Mary <laughs> Jane is stepping in. Uh, Cusack is going to take over very soon. Um, yeah, no, it's been an honor having you on, man. This is the, 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 yeah. it's been it's been it's been real fun. So thank you so much for. It was nice to meet you. Nice meeting you too. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cineflag and I will see you next week.